Welcome to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. If you're looking for some delicious crawfish, good Louisiana-style seafood, check out Tasty Tales in Richardson. They're open late, uh, Sunday to Thursday till 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday till 10 p.m. There's happy hour specials all the time, so you can watch all the latest and greatest NFL games. Um, I know that Albie and Mock are really into that. And yeah, there's a, a great great specials as well. Uh, Sunday fun days, there's Thursday Thursdays. And don't forget to check out some of the po' boys. I know Mock loves that overstuffed oyster po' boy. There's some great lobster po' boys too. It's a secret item on their menu. So make sure to check out Tasty Tales of Richardson and mention Six Pennies Podcast when you get in there. Tell uh, your waiter and you will get 15% your entire bill. It's a great deal. So mention Six Pennies Podcast at Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. Mock, how's it going? going well how's how are you not bad man it's been a little while yeah i uh I, I feel like i should be more down the texans just lost a monday night football but i am ready to record this one i'm, oh, I'm excited yeah. that's cool that's something i don't care about okay <laughs> uh, uh okay well today we have a, a really fun episode uh, it looks like me and you are, are pretty much exclusively doing the vault episodes of our favorite tv shows of all time right has albie been able to make it in any of these you're right. It, it's it has kind of just been us. Uh, we're not planning it this way, just so everyone no. knows. We're not we're not trying to cut him out or anything. But but yeah, he's he won't be able to make it tonight. But we got a really really good episode to talk about. So we did. We've done obviously. The Office was the first one. Do we do Friends second, or was it just uh, Arrested Development? I think we did Friends as well, and then Arrested Development. Yeah. Okay. So it's all it's been all comedy so far. I mean, those are a little easier, more lighthearted to talk about. Today though we are digging deep. We're getting uh, we're getting to, to the most intense show maybe of all time. Um, yeah. And one of one of our favorites, I think it's in the Mount Rushmore of both of our drama lists, Breaking Bad. And to give everyone a reminder, if you don't know what the Vault is, it's really when we look back at the best episodes of some of our favorite shows of all, all time. Uh, we just pick one random episode, uh, reaching into the Vault to get our, our most prized um, treasure. That's a weird way to put it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I chose an episode, uh, this time it's in season three, I believe it was episode seven, it's called One Minute. Mark, you watched it? I did. I feel like I needed some sort of warning about it. I had forgotten, it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been a couple years, or yeah. a few years since I since I watched the whole show, and man, it it does not hold back. No, it, it, uh, it, it's kind of a tense, slower episode, but then it picks up a lot later in the, in the episode. First of all, let's, let's go through really quickly, how many times have you seen Breaking Bad, the series, uh, and when did you watch it? I've seen it once. Once all the way through. That's it? And yeah, You've that's never it. never repeated a single episode. This was the first time. that <laughs> That's what oh, I'm saying. I, I think I needed some sort of warning. I probably should have done pilot or something, which would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> no, but it this definitely brought me right back into the mindset again. Uh, this would have been... I binge-watched everything. Uh, so I want to say at least five years ago. Okay, so you watched it after it was like pretty much all done or at the yeah. very end. Okay. Uh, I watched it and then caught up at the very end or something. So I watched the finale live, maybe. I, I can't remember. Let's get to our first our first question that we typically do on the vault, which is what do you remember during that time? Uh, so you watched it about five years ago. Uh, what were you feeling when you were getting through the show? I, I'm guessing you don't remember this one specifically, but how, how did you feel about Breaking Bad after you watched everything? Ah, oh, man. After At the end, after I watched everything... The finale was great, but I just felt like, man, I needed more. 
you know you know that feeling when it's a really good show it leaves you wanting more and more and like you know the really bad shows that just definitely last way too long this was definitely the complete opposite of that i left thinking i would definitely watch the prequel oh, yeah, you, have, you, you have been watching better call Saul. yeah better call Saul. uh okay. so vince gilligan the writer producer everything he, he completely won me over uh, so I'm pretty much going to completely follow his work from now on. But yeah, after, at the end of it, I was just really spent. Like it was, I wanted more, but it was also like really kind of emotionally exhausting. Uh, yeah. There's a ton of ups and downs and it doesn't help that I binge watched it all in, you know, a short period of time instead of spacing it out, you know, week by week. But what about you? Yeah. Well, it's definitely a draining show. Um, yeah. I watched probably I think the first three seasons together uh at, all at once like when probably when season three was out I watched the first three seasons and then after that it was you know while it was coming out uh week by week I believe and I think that was at a time when I would like download the shows and watch them and like the the following week I would re-watch the previous episode to prepare myself so this wow. is one of those oh man you have no idea um <laughs> this is one of those where I definitely watched every episode many times and then I've re-watched it at least two or three more times since yeah. Uh, I recently finished a rewatch. It took me several months, and I've been telling you and Albie for yeah. many months to to prepare for this because, man, it's been intense, and especially because you know nowadays I can't really binge as much. It's more like it would be like a one episode a night or every other night uh, get to watch an episode. But man, it's one of those shows, like you said, that leaves you wanting more. It, it has a nice run. I mean, they go through five and a half seasons, or like, like I guess technically. I don't know if it's six or five seasons, what, what it technically is. It's five seasons, but the last season they broke up in the two years. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think it did a great job of being one of those shows that actually ended on a good note, like where there was a story that ended well and ended not necessarily as expected, but, you know, the the, the basis of the show is is a guy has cancer and he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, you know, what is he going to do? So at the end of the show, if he died, that, that, that makes sense, right? Like that's what the entire show is about. So I think like, everything heading in that direction um and ending that way is is ultimately okay even if um it's not necessarily what you want to happen at the end uh that yeah. being said i think at the very end of the of the season there are some nitpicks about like how perfectly things go for walt how like unrealistic it is but all sorts of easter eggs vince gilligan like you mentioned is a genius and i'm i'm all in on better call Saul too as well as yeah. um have you heard of the the movie that's coming out no is there oh boy Apparently, there's a movie coming out in October on Netflix, your favorite. It's going to be about Jesse Pinkman. Oh, after. yeah. No, I did hear Jesse was going to be it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's his, it's his a movie about him after the events of Breaking Bad. I have no idea oh, how good it'll man. be or if it'll be good, but I am I am so in. It's going to be good. Is Vince Gilligan involved in it? Yeah, yeah. He, okay, he it's going it. to be, be incredible. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So quick background on this episode. This is smack dab in the middle of Breaking Bad. Um, in this episode, Jesse gets beat up by Hank for various reasons. And now he's starting to press charges on DA. Hank is kind of unraveling. Hank is, is Walter White's brother-in-law. And then um, at the same time, there's um, the Mexican cartel is, is trying to kill Walt. And then they decide instead to go for Hank um, as a kind of like a consolation that Gus allows them to, to try to kill. And so at the end, there's a shootout between Hank and the two cousins. So let's let's go from there, and uh, we'll go with your questions. What kind of questions do you have about this episode or thoughts after watching it? What was your favorite scene from the entire episode? Favorite scene? 
I would I would say the very end when it's you know the you know when there's a shootout happening, but I kind of think it's a uh, probably a scene in the hospital when uh, when Jesse has you know he only has one eye that can be moving around and he's yeah. intensely yelling at, at Walter about how he does not want to get back in the business and yeah I, I don't know the way he acts and and shows it all with with one eye is pretty awesome. I will haunt his crusty ass forever. Yeah, that was that was those are some really good lines in there. I think my favorite was the opening, the opening scene with the two cousins, where they are. They're trying to buy ammo and stuff. No, 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 no. Opening scene with oh, their the their flashback. uncle. Yeah, the flashback. Uh, their kids and really? uh, kind of one of the reasons why this episode was called One Minute was because of that opening flashback where he says, I hate my brother, I want him to die or something. And then his uncle says, yeah. oh yeah? And then he puts his head on the water and basically makes him like punch him in the face or slap in the face to make him stop. And it, it's crazy how like that one minute can really change all their lives. Like that one minute united those cousins together forever. And I never uh, thought about it that way, yeah. So that's good. But at the same time, it probably also tied him together and, and led him down this path because, you know, he, he taught him that la familia es todo, you know, family is, is everything, family is all. And and because of that, they're kind of, back to this episode, they're sacrificing their lives, they're they're putting it all out there to, to try to hunt down this guy to uh, get revenge for Tuco, their other cousin. Yeah, I mean, let, let's get kind of more at a, a macro level for the show. Um, obviously, there's a lot of details for this episode that are incredible. I really wanted to be a refresher for you, but I think for for folks who haven't watched this recently, it might not be the yeah. first thing that comes to mind. But what do you think about the cousins um, and some of the other villains in the show, like Tuco or Crazy Eight in season one, or um, obviously Gus Fring or anybody else? Where do where do the cousins rank there? They're probably in the middle. Gus is by far he's he's the goat in this show for me. Um, yep. He's just mastermind behind it all. Very calm demeanor. Tuco is. Tuco's up there. Tuco was crazy. crazy, man. Yeah. He was he was a wild card. Uh, you never knew what to expect from him. Uh, you just knew it'd be violent and very wild. But these cousins, that that was one thing that I wanted to talk about. Just kind of bring up like the end fight scene, right? With the cousins, yeah. like they they seemed they they were too cool. It's like yeah. too too robotic. Like yep. like there there's no reason why that first cousin should have been smashed you know, against the car. Yeah, these guys, uh, I, I mean, I know they're supposed to be scary and they're killers and stuff, but I think they're bad at it. You know, like, <laughs> like, why are they just walking up to a car and trying to shoot the guy when the guy's in a car that can just run him over? And then you're about to shoot the guy in the face and you put it down so you can go pick up an ax? Like, you know, like, it just doesn't seem super smart. And obviously he said it, was, he said it was too easy. The bullet was too easy. Yeah, facile. But still, it's... Uh, I don't know, like for for some terrifying, like scary killers, they they don't do a very good job. Kind of bothers me. Yeah, wanted to. I feel like they wanted to maintain that their composure too much. Like they they wanted yeah. to keep their cool too much. But sometimes you gotta sweat, man. Sometimes you gotta you gotta show some effort. Yeah, I know, and I think that's what happens with Hank because he. In the in the episodes before this, actually, like I, I didn't realize this um, the first time around or the previous time around, but Hank really unravels throughout the first several seasons up until this point. Like everything is like going downhill for him. He's kind of losing it because he's trying to catch Heisenberg. He's um, 
I don't know. He's he's kind of a ticking time bomb, and and at this point he he hesitates. He kind of like doesn't know what to do. He just sits there. He gets a call saying there's guys coming to kill you in one minute, and he just sits there, hands on the wheel, realizes he has no gun, but he doesn't even move. It's it's kind of shocking to see the the panic that sets in, but then the action that that he takes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I would react. Like first of all, I guess do you do you take the call seriously? I guess. I guess you should. Like, what's the what's the harm in taking it seriously, right? Like, you just speed out of there real quick. Um, yeah, you're already in a car, so you can yeah. you can definitely drive. What's the worst that could happen? Like, you get in an accident, but if somebody's trying to kill you. I, I would definitely start driving. <laughs> well, he thought it was a prank at first. Like, he did. Like, that was his go-to. He called, he called Gomi right right away. But but that's um, one of those things. That's one of those like one minute changes. You know, he he had just gotten flowers for his wife uh he had just got the news that jesse was gonna drop the charges everything was good and he gets that call gives him one one minute warning and then he obviously doesn't react the best (laughs) but uh but he he kind of makes up for it everything can happen in a minute speaking of that uh in just a minute you could probably get a quote from uh from one of our other sponsors loan factory and our friend billy over at loan factory who can help out with financing your home refinancing a home He's got some great personal experience, and I think he's probably working right now, too. It's like 10 o'clock at night, but that guy's always working. You can give him a call or send him a text at 469-585-4498. That's Billy Wynn at Loan Factory. Um, He has the franchise out in Dallas. Loan Factory is a national company. Billy has been in the industry for 14, 15 years and decided to go out on his own, uh, just trying to help people out to get some good deals. So check it out. Give Billy a call. Once again, his phone number is 469-585-4498. You can also check them out at loanfactory.com or facebook.com slash loanfactoryhq. All right, Mock, um, let's keep going with Breaking Bad. Here's, here's again, um, a broader question, which, which I think is very important. Are you Team Walt or Team Jesse? Are they two different teams? I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's as I, I that, watched it more this, this time around, I feel like they should be two separate teams. That's the thing about Vince Gilligan. Like, he, is, he has perfected the anti-hero. Like, these yeah. guys you would never root for. They have almost no like redeeming qualities like just thinking about better call saul right like at first when i found out that that was what the prequel was going to be about i I was like dude i'm who's gonna watch this man like i I don't even like saul goodman nobody wanted he has this way of just winning these characters over for you when when they're not doing anything great they're 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 just themselves but man team walt or team jesse i'm a walt guy I appreciate his thinking, his mastermind uh, behind it all that was even displayed in this episode, you know, deciding to kind of throw Gale under the bus and, and get Jesse in there to pretty much save his own butt. But Jesse, Jesse's, Jesse's as lovable as like a dumb criminal can get. You know, just his <laughs> his one liners. I love the way he says "bitch." Like that's my, that's one of my favorite things about the show. Classic, yeah. Uh, and we caught we caught a bit of that in this episode as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. What What yeah. about you? Team Walter, Team Jesse? You know, I think first time, first time around, and multiple, a uh, couple of rewatch probably. I, I was, uh, I was Team Walt. I think like as you watch the show, you realize how incredible of an anti-hero he is, like you mentioned. And it's, it's easy. It's not easy to cheer for him, but you, it's fun to cheer for him because yeah. 
he, you know, at the same time, he's somewhat of an underdog, even though he's, you know, a terrible person. Um, and I think the mystique kind of the myth grows with him as we think about the show or, or talk about the show or read about it. He is like an incredible character. There's, there's nothing, there's no doubt about that. Jesse, I think on the other hand, as you're watching the show initially, he can be super annoying. A lot of the things he does and says, like a lot of people don't like the bitch thing. And um, it's kind of dumb. Like you said, kind of a dumb, lovable guy. But, you know, this time around, I loved Jesse. I am oh, all about interesting. Okay. I just feel like Walt is, his pride just gets so out of control. Like, yeah. even even though he, you know, is a mastermind, super smart, like he does a lot of dumb things and thinks that he can just do anything he wants. Yeah. Um, and, and it happens like in a flash. It's so sudden too, if you think about the actual timeline of the show. Yeah. Um, the first like four seasons of the show happened like in one year. Jesse, on the other hand, like everything that happens to him is pretty much it just it just sucks. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he does a lot of it wrong himself, but he has a lot of great moments, too. And, you know, is, is also like a, a great guy who um, cares about people, cares about kids, is also good at science, even though he dropped out of school and everything like he can cook Fair just as point. well as Walt. Uh, I mean, he comes up with things like to save them by making a battery in the trailer, by using magnets to... Um, break down some evidence in the police science department yeah science bitch this guy's awesome i think he came up with the idea to rob the train as well from from the train tracks while it was moving or something the, the guy's pretty smart very underrated okay well that brings me to one of my observations from this show right when walt goes back to the hospital after he calls gus to say you know gail's not working out i need jesse back here the line that kind of gets jesse back because jesse is all he's like no i'm done with you you've yeah. pretty much ruined my life the yeah. line he says is your meth is good jesse as yeah. good as mine do you believe that i believe that walt knows it is good and that that's going to get jesse back i think that walt is also using that as a line to get him back and definitely still thinks that he is much better than jesse regardless okay. so i think he 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 means it that Jesse has imitated him well enough to have good meth. But I think in the end, Walt still thinks that he is the man. He is the one that right. created the formula and he's just using that to get Jesse. So smart move and Jesse gets, uh, gets conned into it. Yeah. I mean, it's good for both of them in a sense, right? Like obviously it's really good for Walt kind of gets off the hook. He knows Jesse won't turn him in anymore. And Jesse, I mean, that's, that's an easy quote-unquote easy you know million and a half yep that's right okay so that's walt versus jesse how about the secondary characters who are some of your or give me one of your favorites and one of your least favorite secondary characters hank is up there for me uh, okay i like hank a lot uh, i feel like of the whole show he exhibits probably the most heroic features just in terms of wanting to defend his family, wanting to have justice served, uh, even if it's against his brother-in-law. Uh, so he's, he's definitely, he's by the book for the most part. And it was interesting in this episode to see him, you mentioned him kind of unraveling over, over time, over the season. But this is where you really see him like open up and, and you get past the kind of, you know, hard-ass exterior, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he so cry, he cries with Marie and everything in the elevator, and but, yeah, you know, that was like, a big scene. 
It's yeah, a really I mean, big before scene. Before that, he goes in and just beats Jesse up to, down to a pulp. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it, it if you should uh, admire him for yeah. But again, that feelings. that was that was to uh, kind of defend his his family. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I I similar to Walt. I liked Hank a lot more initially, and I mean I still like him. Uh, but this rewatch, going through it again, like. Again, he unravels. He does some crazy things, man. He goes, kind of goes haywire. He goes like into a bar randomly and just beats up these guys just because he wants to, uh, <laughs> just because he wants to show him who's boss. Like he's got tons of pride as well. Like he doesn't want Gomi to go uh, to El Paso or no, go to yeah, go to El Paso to get a promotion. Like he just wants to be in charge and and be the man. He's kind of the anti Walt, I think, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that, you know, a lot of the things that he does is kind of similar. He's just on the other side of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would probably go with Gomi. I like Steve Gomez a lot. I think that he is super loyal both to Hank and to, uh, well, I guess just to Hank. Um, that's his, his primary purpose in the show. But I, I just think like he is a great secondary character, like got some good comic relief, is um, always there watching out for his guy and, and backs him up even to the end, to the death. How about somebody you don't like? This is really tough. Uh, let me give I mean, you, let me give you choices. Let me give you okay. three choices: Skyler, Walt's wife; Marie, Hank's wife; or Walter Jr. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely have a different answer if this was for the whole series. Uh, sure, yeah, no, you can do whole series. Oh, yeah, whole... sorry, I, I meant I meant for the series. Oh, okay, gotcha. Skyler and Marie were like neck and neck in terms of being annoying, <laughs> <laughs> like like. The... But yeah, they were super, super annoying. I feel like Skylar especially was very hypocritical. Like she didn't want him to get the money in this way, obviously. But then she lashes out by like sleeping with her boss. And and then even when they're apart, like she comes back and she basically asks this huge favor of him in this episode. Like talking about saving Hank, getting Jesse to drop the charges and whatnot. She's like, you know, Hank is your family. And then, well, that's a great answer. He looks at her, he's like, not currently, and then shows her out the door. Um, yeah, it's true. But yeah, what I, about you? I, I never liked Skylar. Skylar was always the worst. She is not as bad watching it in whole, because uh, just yeah. seeing all the crazy things that happen, it's not that you are okay with you know everything she does or the decisions she makes, but it's, it's a little more okay. That means yeah. that she's still, I think she's still by far the worst. Uh, Marie... I don't think any. I don't. I don't see any problems with Marie now. Um, again, really? I think as watching watching through it, probably like one at a time, you get kind of annoyed with little things, and it's just kind of a weird, kind of weird character thing where she steals and yeah, it's just just kind of strange. But I, I'm totally fine with her now. Walter Jr. I think is just. He's very annoying, but he's it's a funny <laughs> character. I don't know if you saw the memes that that would go around like. Yeah, just so Walter saying what's for breakfast because <laughs> that's basically all he did in the show. He was just always saying like <laughs> eating with the parents. But actually, you know, I think Walter Jr. is my least favorite. He's <laughs> why he's always like so whiny. Yeah, his, he's like his, always his, so whiny. His his parents are like separated, man. He's he's going through some tough times. He just wants some cereal. <laughs> he just he wants eggs. Uh, cereal's <laughs> not even good enough for him. And Walter Jr. Uh, I know. I never. I know you talked about that before. I just never understood. Like, how can he be more annoying than Skyler? I just don't understand. I think that Skyler like at least he has doesn't more... do anything. Exactly. I think oh, Skyler I guess that's more, why he doesn't more do more to her. 
Yeah. Skyler has has a story behind it. Like, there's nothing with Walter Jr. except he's there and he he gets annoyed with everything, like a like a teenager. I mean, his his best scene is where he tries to drink with Walt and Hank and and throws up in the pool. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the best thing that Walter Jr. does. All right, before we keep going on, let's shout out one of our other sponsors, uh, Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance, our original sponsor for Six Pennies Podcast. We love D Shaw. Uh, make sure to check out uh, Derek Shaw at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance, D-E-R-E-K-S-H-A-W. He'll give you quotes on home, life, and auto um, insurance. His phone number is 214-729-6462. You get great discounts for just uh, telling him that you work, apparently. Pretty much any job is listed here. You get <laughs> discounts. I don't know how that's possible. And say Six Pennies Podcast. Let him know that's where you heard about him. And he'll give you a, a better, even better discount on top of that. So once again, that's Derek Shaw with Farmers Insurance at 214-729-6462. All right, let's go to uh, who won the episode. Who, win- who wins this one? I think it has to be Walt. Because he gets Jesse? Yeah, he, man, uh, it's, it's hard. Man, so much happens in this episode. Like, I, I'm looking through my notes, and it's like... So much happens kind of top to bottom. A lot of action, a lot of behind-the-scenes work. But yeah, I'm going to go with Walt. He kind of masterminded the whole situation. Kind of made the best of what could have really backfired against him. You know, with Jesse just completely completely out of the picture and ready to give him up. Because, you know, if if Walt doesn't do what he does, then Jesse's going to go back to cooking on his own. He's definitely going to get caught because he's not smart enough. And then he's going to give up Walt eventually. So he plays the long game here. Obviously, Gale is fine, but he, he knew that he had to make a move and get Jesse back into the game. I think I'm going to say that Gus wins. Um, the, whole, the whole plan is masterminded by Gus. True. Because the cartel wants to kill Walter because he's the one that, uh, you know, was the reason for Tuco dying. But then Gus obviously needs Walt. And so he says, hey, you should actually kill the guy who, who shot Tuco, who's, uh, who's Hank. And so by doing that, he gets the cartel to come over or he gets the, the cousins um, to try to kill Hank. And then they end up dying, too. So he just causes a ton of chaos um, while while keeping his chef. So I think overall, he still wins. He gets uh, Walt to keep cooking, even with the, a new cook that he doesn't love. But Jesse ends up being very valuable to him later, um, helping him cook in Mexico and stuff. I, I think the loser of the episode has to be Gail, though, right? Poor guy, man. Poor Gail. Gail Bedeker. Bedeker? Yeah, that guy is, man, such a such a good guy, such a good criminal. But he's overall, a, I mean, overall he's nice a great guy. actor too. He's like in everything. Um, yeah, yeah. He he's in like uh, what is the show Suits? He's like a totally different character in Suits. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched Billions, but I heard he's really good in that too. Yeah, but I just, you just feel so bad. I mean, I can see why Walt would be annoyed with him. And, and granted, he had to get rid of him and get Jesse in there. But but still, Walt, Gail was doing a great job. And then Walt had to go well, in there. Well, he's doing too good of a job. Yeah, I mean, true. He had to worry about Gus getting rid of Walt himself. But yep. yeah, he had to dump that whole vault of good products down the drain. Had to belittle him in the process as well. Like, this is chemistry, Gail. Degrees matter. <laughs> it's just like, man, so mean. Poor Gail. All right, what other questions do you have before we wrap up? Uh, so there's a small, not a cameo, but small appearance by Saul Goodman. 
has your view on Saul changed with your second and third viewings? I, I think it's been uh, altered a lot from Better Call Saul. Um, yeah. I, I, like you, after watching Breaking Bad, was kind of like, what are they going to do with Saul in this show? Like, he's yeah. he's not much. He's, uh, yeah, but he, he's got so much more depth for his backstory. Uh, in Breaking Bad, he's not as lovable. He's just kind of comic relief. Uh, and no, that doesn't really change much throughout this show. Um, similar to Mike Armantrout, because he's, I think he's an awesome character, but I, I don't know if he's he was as good in Breaking Bad as he is in uh, in Better Call Saul. Obviously, it's a much smaller role in Breaking Bad. I remember I loved Mike uh, I in, did Better too, Call, but... in Better Call Saul, but oh, you're okay, saying yeah. he had a much smaller role. He had a smaller role in Breaking Bad. Like he's, right. I mean, yeah, he's he's only in probably half the episodes. He's much more of a bit character versus Better Call gotcha. Saul. He's he's kind of the second second guy. And you're, um, you're 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 persuading me. I, I need to rewatch the whole thing again. You really do. It's a it's a pretty good one, especially starting from the beginning. Like the first season just flies by because it's only yeah. a handful of episodes, five or six episodes, uh, and it just accelerates really fast. Yeah, uh, I was gonna yeah. say that when you wanted to, well, I knew you're rewatching Breaking Bad, the whole entire series, and when you said we're gonna do a vault on it, I thought for sure you're gonna take one of the season finales. Um, I was. But, yeah, I was. I was. I mean, those are the greatest, probably, ever, in terms of finales. Come. Yeah, definitely. Um, the last episode is one of the best ever. The one before Ozymandias is one of the best. I think everybody says that's like the best Breaking Bad episode. Um, there's a handful more in the last season that are just outstanding. Uh, but I just thought we should go kind of in the middle. Um, we probably should have done from the start for you since you hadn't seen it in so long. Because I no, think this, if this you go was back a great watch, one. <laughs> if you go back and watch the pilot, um, that's that's pretty outstanding too. All right, before we get to our last question, um, let's just shout out our last sponsor, Avignon Realty. Um, if you're a real estate agent located in Houston or Dallas, um, or actually anywhere in Texas, you can check out Avignon Realty and our guy, Coach, Coach Van Din. They can provide you the support and the infrastructure you need to be a successful real estate agent. If you're in the industry, you know that it's it's a pretty outstanding offer if you can get a 100% commission plan, and that's what Avignon Realty offers. So they'll give you some one-on-one -on -one performance coaching and mentoring. You can work remotely. And so check out Avignon Realty and give Coach Van Den a call. His number is 469-951-3585. If you let him know you heard about him from Six Pennies Podcast, uh, you'll get the first month's brokerage fee waived. So that's about a $300 value. So once again, that's Van at 469-951-3585. All right, I think it's time for the most important question. Where does Breaking Bad rank? Where are we at? We said that it's probably in the Mount Rushmore for dramas. What do you think? It is definitely in the Mount Rushmore. And for me, it is one of one. Mm. It, is, it is the top spot. Wow. I can't uh, believe you do that after... Um, uh, can you fill out your, your others or give me at least a, a few that might be on the list? Oh, man, I should have looked back at my notes to see what we've I done, did. We've done this before. But I don't <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad, The Wire, Lost yeah. are yep. the three I remember. Okay. Uh, it'll come back to me. What, where does Breaking Bad rank for you? It's, it's definitely in the Mount Rushmore. It's probably top two at, at the worst. It's probably number one as well. I've had times where I've had other shows above it, but I, I think right now, especially after the last rewatch, it's it's back up to number one. Although I um, did recently just restart Friday Night Lights, which is oh, whew, it's way up there. And you've never seen it, right? I have not, not the entire thing. Have you seen any? 
Okay. So I've seen like first half of the first season, I think. Huh. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that that has always been way up on my list. I forgot what else I had to. I probably had Lost in uh, somewhere up there. The Wire, I think. I watched The Wire one time, and it was excellent. I don't think I can ever watch it again. It's just too long and a little too slow for me. I feel that way about Mad Men as well. Also, also an awesome show. Great writing and acting, but I just don't really want to watch it again. Um, so it, how high is rewatchability like a factor for your TV shows? Is it really high up important. there? I think it's important. I think it's very important. I mean, we talked about this for comedies. It was extremely important for us. I mean, Friends, um, The Office, Seinfeld, Arrested Development, like all of those are super rewatchable, right? And for Breaking Bad and for dramas too, I think it's important as well because, well, it's probably because I rewatch shows a lot. Uh, and it reminds me how good they are compared to other things that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, rewatch, like watching new shows that are out now and then versus going back to something like Friday Night Lights. Like, I don't know, there's, there's not much of a comparison for me still. So. Interesting. Yeah, because rewatchability, I know it's huge for you, um, but yeah, it's not even on my radar in terms of a factor in in, uh, in my ranking. Even for comedies? Comedies, I, I mean, I do rewatch a lot just you know, based on reruns on TV. Uh, yeah. But I, I never, I haven't gone back to rewatch, you know, through really any of the shows, any of my favorites. Um, wow, how do you keep finding new things? I feel like, I feel like your memory is a lot better than mine, that's for sure. But is it just you, you're finding different things, like like old episodes of Jalen Jacoby to listen to? Or... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I maybe maybe you're 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 starting to convince me though, for sure. The rewatchability thing, like watching this one episode of breaking bad got me like yeah i went back and read a bunch of wikipedia uh, just to kind of catch up on and kind of remember everything that happened in the few episodes before and the few episodes after um yeah but yeah i definitely need to rewatch this one there's a ton of stuff that happens and i just feel like if you love a show if you think that it is you know one of your favorite shows of all time like what why wouldn't you try to watch it again like just to relive it and find out for sure. I've, I've definitely rewatched shows before where I realized I do not like them as much anymore. And Breaking Bad is, is not one of them. So one of our favorite shows of all time. That was pretty fun. Uh, well, thanks for joining Six Pennies Podcast, as always, in this episode of The Vault, Season 3, Episode 7, One Minute. Take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us some comments on Facebook. Let us know what your Mount Rushmore is for your favorite dramas. We'll be back next time with another episode of The Vault. I don't know what we're going to do next. You think we're going to do another drama or are we going to switch back to comedy? You are the vault master. Uh, That's true. But if I had a vote, I think I want to do one more drama. Okay. Okay. We'll see what that is. Stay tuned next time and uh, thanks for checking us out.